And then Don't there's say this... that in the same sentence because that makes me feel like uh, Rachel and Sam is a viable ship, and I really don't want it to be. They are a viable ship in the last season because Finn is out of the picture. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Sing Sations podcast. My name is Olive, and if Glee were still on today, they would do a fake news-themed episode that includes the songs from Dear Evan Hansen. Hi, I'm Eliza, and there are three things that I want to fight more than anything else. Number one, God. Number two, Ryan Murphy. Number three, the people in charge of Ticketmaster. (laughs) Ticketmaster loves screwing with people. They're like, oh, you want tickets on this site that sells tickets? What if we didn't do that? We're gonna, it's literally like the John Mulaney Delta Airlines bit. I I won't get any further into it, but just like, why did you make me wait in a stupid fake line for like four hours for the chance to pre-order tickets? (laughs) This is about Taylor Swift, in case anyone is wondering. I had to do this for Phoebe Bridgers, too, and it was bullshit then and it's bullshit now. That's not the point of this episode, though. Um, Yeah, speaking of things being a fucking nightmare, on to Glee. So this episode is called Rumors. Um, Quick recap, Kurt is back at McKinley because Santana and Karofsky formed this, like, anti-bullying thing. There's this whole Sam, Quinn, Finn, Rachel love square that's irritating and pointless. They really threw everything at the wall in terms of who they could ship with who. Yeah. Um, There's also this Santana and Brittany uh, love triangle with Artie as well. So that's just like what we're doing right now. And we open this episode with the iconic Fondue for Two theme song. Is this the first time it shows up? It is. I believe it's also the first time we see Lord Tubbington. Hell yeah. Uh, In this episode of Fondue for Two, Brittany introduces Tina and Mercedes as, quote, the school's biggest gossips. And I have to beg to differ because it is established they are two of the most unpopular people in school. Right? Like, it's got to be Quinn. Quinn's got to be up there. Yeah, Quinn's got to be one of... I mean, Santana's probably a big gossip, too. I have... I can maybe believe Mercedes is known as a gossip. Tina, one of Tina's defining traits in the first season was that, like, no one paid attention to her. In fact, that's one of her defining traits the entire show. So as they struggle to uh, eat hot fondue, first of all, there's a joke about rumors about Asian men that makes me uncomfortable. And then Brittany says that she heard a rumor that Santana plays for the other team and that she can confirm it's 100% true. Which, of course, Mercedes and Tina go, uh, wait, are, like, are you being serious? And we find out later that what Brittany meant was that she plays on two teams, as in the Cheerios and the New Directions. Yeah, but that's... Um... But obviously this is not how that's interpreted. And then she just lets Lord Tubbington eat cheese out of the hot fondue pot and says it's okay because he's on Atkins. First of all, name dropping the Atkins diet. Hate it. Second of all, like, I know cats can, like, eat some weird shit. 
but also like they shouldn't this episode feels like such a time capsule of like name dropping things like the atkins diet and later they bring up wikileaks and it's like ooh, 2011 baby um we cut to a scene with sam and rachel that opens with a very anti-semitic uh joke about rachel um hate it hate it hate it and uh rachel proposes that they should go to prom together because they've both been recently broken up with and sam goes no and rachel's like like cannot believe that she she... he he says no and she literally goes no and he goes no as in no as in no prom like in fairness i'm sure she wasn't expecting to be turned down like in the middle of the school hallway you kind of have like similar to like when someone proposes on the big screen at a football game it's like you kind of have to say yes in that situation because of like the social obligation to not embarrass someone in public but like sam makes a good point here where he's like a we've never spoken to each other b we we would only be going out with each other because our exes are going out with each other like which is insanity we cut from there to a scene with sue sylvester dressed as david bowie in the lima bean this is just one of the most iconic looks that jane lynch has ever pulled off terry orders a hot tea and sue sylvester orders a large cup of mocha powder and then tries to pay with euros and then they walk away and then they talk not getting their drinks they do not get their drinks they bring up the mckinley high newspaper called the muckraker which had been discontinued two years ago because uh no one was buying it because no one buys school newspapers i feel like that's the sort of thing that like you don't buy i feel like the school just prints that but again i didn't go to regular school my understanding is that there is sometimes a newspaper club people regularly write articles for it but i feel in this day and age it would make more sense to have like a school website where you can read about yeah. school news on the website not like a physical printed thing because also I, I it, again time and time again it will be established that this school has no money for any extracurriculars and yet they have the money to be printing a newspaper every week i think not um and so we get a, another costume change from uh sue and one of the bystanders goes ohio loves you ann coulter genuinely thinking that she's ann coulter again 2011 oof really just hitting those references and it really um, does feel like they just had buzzfeed news was a thing in 2011 right oh absolutely yeah yeah it just feels like they had buzzfeed news open and just like scrolled as fast as they could and then stopped randomly and they were like gotta reference that yeah they're like what are people talking about these days ann coulter wikileaks um which i mean perhaps is kind of fair to the themes of the episode being like gossip and rumors so they're gonna they're gonna start up the school newspaper again because people are becoming more interested in gossip these days and so they're going to try to use gossip in the school newspaper to bring down the glee club like tear them apart from the inside and cause more like infighting which i just gotta say 
As is established, the Glee Club is the most unpopular people at the fucking school. Who would be buying a newspaper about the people that they hated the most sleeping with each other, cheating on each other? Actually, I mean, gossip is gossip, and I'm not saying I would do it, but I do kind of understand the hate reading impulse. Yeah, actually, you're totally right. As I was saying that sentence, I was like, I would absolutely read gossip about celebrities that I hated. I absolutely do want to read gossip about that. But also, they're not celebrities. They're just like, they're just like random teenagers in high school. Yeah, they're just like people who you go to high school with who you don't really care about. You know, I I don't know. Anyway, um, April is back. Everyone's favorite character, April Rhodes, who canonically slept with 17 year olds. I genuinely forgot that this one was happening. Every single time April Rhodes shows up in an episode, like a part of me dies inside and I just go, not this again. Yeah, I'm expecting it. I mean, honestly, she is a very forgettable part of this episode, too, except for her cover of Dreams, because she basically just comes in and is like, hey, I've written this musical Crossroads, which is autobiographical, and that she needs to use the auditorium to, like, practice in. I don't know why she needs to use an auditorium in Ohio when she wants this show to go to Broadway. I don't know. Like, I understand that, like, you normally play something off-Broadway first. You should still do it in a major city. Like, there was a... I mean, we're very lucky to live close to D.C. and, like, be able to see shows at, like, the National Theater, the Kennedy Center. There's also Chicago that, like, is a hot spot for shows that are just trying out or in previews before they go to Broadway. Yeah, but, like... It's nothing against Ohio except for the fact that it's Ohio. But, like, there are just so many better places that you could be doing this. The muckracker has started to sell. And um, Finn and Rachel, we kept to them in the hallway talking about, like, doing a duet for nationals. But Finn says that, like, it would probably hurt Quinn's feelings because, you know, obviously they have history. We open up the school newspaper to their blind items column which if anyone doesn't know what a blind item is it's basically like gossip about a celebrity where you cannot say the celebrity's name because then that's defamation so there's two one says what prom queen candidate is spending time in her closet which is about santana and what blondie former cheerleader is having a secret moonlit motel rendezvous with another big lipped blondie so that's obviously referencing quinn and sam yeah and we cut into finn is storming into uh the glee club room he's pushing sam around going like who you're hanging out with my girlfriend your guys are going to a motel together what is this and quinn and sam are obviously both like nothing's happening and in fact sam makes the very good point like you were the one who stole my girlfriend from me. Yeah, like, bro, you are the one that she left him for. Yeah, because no one in this glee club can go more than two seconds without cheating on their partner. And then Santana storms in, and she's mad at Brittany for saying that she played for another team on the Fondue for Two show, obviously. Because, like, Um, that's the sort of thing where, like... Listen, we right now are in the midst of the discourse about the that Heartstopper star who got forced oh, to out himself. Right, right. 
outing someone, forcibly outing someone, is just inherently evil to me. Oh, yeah. Well, and it comes up later, spoiler alert, Finn outs Santana publicly to the school in season three, which is just like a horrible thing to do to someone. And I feel like in this episode, it's kind of excused because we're still supposed to, obviously we do ship Santana and Brittany. We want them to be happy together. But it's kind of like- for, For Brittany, at least- it's like, oh, Brittany doesn't know any better. She's just kind of... Yeah, like, it's been established that Brittany's literally just did not understand the way that that sentence would be perceived. Yeah, of course. Whereas Finn, it is completely intentional what he did. A lot of the way they handle Santana, her her journey with her identity and coming out is both, like, very heartbreaking because you never want to see someone forcibly outed, but at the same time, like, kind of realistic because I think a lot of queer people at least in the early 2010s could very much relate to just like if anyone at school finds out about my sexuality then that's going to be all anyone talks about yeah so anyway um Will comes in and like breaks up the fighting obviously no one in the glee club is happy with each other and then we cut into April and Will drinking at his place and he's talking about how there's so much drama in Glee Club right now. And Ray- and April's like, oh, well, you should put on rumors so that we can listen to the record. And you guys should, like, take inspiration from Fleetwood Mac. They had affairs and divorces and dealed with, dealt with gossip their whole career. So it would be a good idea to have the Glee Club sing songs from rumors to all of their partners this week. Here's the difference between that. Fleetwood Mac is good. Um, Okay, but here's the thing. Like, so many songs this episode, I kind of hate to love because they're such good covers. And I'm like, damn it, Glee. That's certainly an opinion you can have. Um, Don't like the covers this episode? Okay, anyway. Will says he wants to do a lesson on, on the album and we cut into them doing Dreams. And it's a duet with april and will and i think it's very good you know like like, here's my thing here's my thing i do think it's good i just also think that this is a war crime to have done fleetwood mac i would definitely listen to this on my own time i do listen to this on my own time oh i'm sure you do as noted we both have glee playlists yeah like i'm actually curious do i have any songs from this episode on mine i don't think i do the one thing I don't like about this cover is that they take out one of the like lower harmonies to the chorus because instead of, you know, like a whole band backing them up, it's just the two of them singing, but it still sounds really good. It's probably one of my favorite uh, pieces that they have Kristen Chenoweth do on the show. That's fair. My thing with the harmony is like, it would make complete sense for like any of the kids to hop in here with a lower harmony. Yeah, but I don't want one of the kids to sing a love song with one of the teachers. They already did that, though. They have, but that doesn't mean I want to see it again. Fair enough. <laughs> so, you know, Will introduces this uh, assignment to everyone because apparently Glee Club is a class where you can be given assignments. And he says, like, we're done with all the backstabbing and the gossip, and we're going to be channeling that energy into working together. And then we cut to a scene with Artie and Brittany in the hallway where he asks 
if Brittany is cheating on him with Santana and goes, well, I can't. She's a girl. Fooling around with her isn't cheating. That's just friends talking with their tongues super close. And Artie is trying to argue that uh, Santana is manipulating Brittany because, uh, you know, obviously, you know, all of the proof that she's doing that. Well, because obviously bisexual people are more likely to cheat on their partners is obviously the rhetoric that my Ryan Murphy is pushing here. Oh, obviously, of course, you know, can't just can't control it. Artie says a line here uh, that is very reminiscent of something else. He says, I know that if you spend even a little time sharing yourself with someone else, that there's one other person in your life that can provide for you things that I'm supposed to provide. It's just too much for me to take. And that reminds me of a line that Rachel said much, much earlier, where she goes to Finn, uh, something along the lines of like, I want to be the only thing that makes you feel good. Horrific. And like, uh, I, I do think Artie has like slightly more to stand on here because like, obviously Brittany and Santana, Santana do have a history with each other but like it's this very uncomfortable like when you are in a relationship not even just romantic relationships but like forming friendships in life have to have some level of like a establishing boundaries with each other b establishing trust with each other so that you know you're not spending every second of your day with someone but you can still trust that like neither of you want to hurt each other or would ever do anything to hurt each other right and then for Artie to be like you're not allowed to hang out with anyone who makes you feel good about yourself how dare you hang out with your friend it makes all the I here's my thing with this I do not think that Artie intends this yeah it's a like abuser isolation way it's very not it's not as bad as what Rachel said Rachel just point blank said, you're not allowed to hang out with anyone. I still don't think it's good. Yeah, it's still really uncomfortable. And And also, like, I know, like, Ryan Murphy hates bisexual people. He refuses to admit that pansexual people would exist. I don't think, I think the, even the word and concept polyamory, like, it terrifies him. Yeah. But, like, in in a better world, this could have been... Uh, like, I understand the jealousy that, that Artie's feeling, but, like, later on, like, as we get into season, like, four and five, there Artie just gives off such strong polyamorous vibes. I don't know what to say. Well, that's because we know deep in our hearts that Artie ends up in a, th- in a thruple with Tina and Mike, obviously. But I think in this case, like, we see later in this episode, you know, Finn struggles a lot with trust because he had... Because of, you know, all of the trust issues that have been forced upon him in his life. Because he had Quinn cheat on him, and then he cheated on, with Quinn, Quinn cheated on Sam. So, like, he has troubles believing that, like, his relationship with Quinn will now survive, which it won't. Whereas, like, Artie, Artie's relationship with Brittany definitely didn't start off on the right foot, where, like, she took his virginity, and then uh only wanted to like sing a song with him and it was this weird like neither of you actually like each other yeah the vibes were just horrific all the way down 
yeah and and at the end of this scene too uh you know Brittany is trying to argue like oh everyone thinks Santana's a bad person but she's not and Artie says god Brittany why are you so stupid and it's this like if I'm Brittany I'm breaking up with him right there oh breaking up with him immediately she does this little like gasp that's heartbreaking and she goes you were the only person at the school that never called me that and then we cut into him singing never going back again which i do not feel applies to this situation not in the least yeah like, because the lyrics of the song shoehorned some songs in yeah when if you... anything it would make sense for britney to sing this song because it's about like that person broke me down and let me in um i've been in love once i've been in love with twice i've been in love twice i'm never going back again and so it would clearly apply to like her situation struggling with attraction to santana and artie whereas like artie as far as we're aware this is his first relationship he kind of was was with tina for like a hot second in season one but this is 100% your fault, Artie. Yeah, you are the one that ruined things. Yeah. You're the one who point blank called your girlfriend stupid. I actually do kind of like how this number is arranged, though. Um, it's like all the guys standing on stage with their guitars, and they all look, oh, so douchey. In a better show, this would look really cool. <laughs> if this song made any sense in the context of the plot, it would be really cool. Anyway. We cut to um, Finn and Rachel on a stakeout with each other. They are staking out a motel. Really, really quick. My thing with Finn and Rachel as a couple is that 99% of the time they bring out the absolute worst in each other. Yeah, there are there are highs and lows of their relationship for sure. I would actually say this scene is kind of interesting because they get to talking a little bit more in depth about Finn's trust issues. And I'm like, yes. That's good. They're communicating with each other. If only they had communicated with each other while they were dating. And I know, I know, I know that they're teenagers. However, um, like, I, I, I don't know how, to, it just, it just gives me, like, listen, I've been a teenager. I never acted like this, and I know it. Well, maybe it's because we were homeschooled and I do think there's a different attitude around like dating and sex when you're in that little homeschooled Christian bubble for sure but there's there's this exchange here where she asks um like why did you get back with Quinn if you can't trust her and he says I don't know and that's like so heartbreaking because I think the answer there is just a pure like well it feels good to be liked by someone and that is a very relatable feeling for a lot of teenagers, but it's very heartbreaking to see it just admitted like that, too. And um, they see Kurt walk out of the motel room with Sam and they like hug and Kurt leaves. And they're like, holy shit, is Kurt cheating on Blaine with Sam? And also is Sam gay? My question is, how are these 16-year-olds renting out a motel room? Genuinely! Like, do they genuinely believe that 16-year-olds are, like, hooking up in a motel together? Anyway, we cut to everyone in the Glee Club, basically everyone besides Kurt and Sam, gossiping at the Lima Bean. And they go like, oh my god, it's just like the Rumors album. Because, you know, 
everyone's cheating on each other and Quinn is there and says, you know, I don't think Sam is cheating on me, but, you know, look at all the different combinations they've had in uh, Glee Club, like everyone's dated each other. And I think it's Quinn who's like, guys, this is just a rumor, like, stop it. And she gets up and she makes this very, like, determined statement of Sam's not gay. And it's a little suspicious because it's like, how are you so certain about it when Finn and Rachel definitely did see something a little suspicious going on? Anyway, uh, then we cut to Sam's not gay. He's bi. Sam's not gay. He's bi. In a better TV show. In a better world. We cut into Santana and Brittany just alone in the choir room and Santana says, you know, I've, I found another song that, you know, is even better than Landslide at like expressing my private feelings for you, which is interesting because last time they talked, I was pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Santana said like, no, I don't have feelings for you. I'm definitely with Krofsky now. And she sings Songbird, which is, I think, perhaps one of the more underwhelming songs of the episode. I know there are some Glee fans who like it. I don't think it's one of her better songs on the show. Like, it's good because, like, all of her songs are good in a way. There are times on Glee when I question, is this actually a good cover? Or is just the song itself really good? And anyone singing it would probably sound fine. I have that similar question sometimes with, is this a good cover or is it just Amber Riley? Yeah. Well, actually, everything that Amber Riley has ever done is perfect, so. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a question that takes two seconds to answer because the answer is always it's just Amber Riley. At uh, the end of the song, it's very beautiful. They hug, and um, Brittany, you know, wants to come out with Santana together, but Santana says she's not ready for that kind of public announcement. And Brittany's like, "Oh well, we could do it together if you come on fondue for two. I'll ask you out to prom, and all you have to do is say yes." So. That's like the plan for now. They're going to come out together so that it's not as difficult, which would have been really nice. We g- cut into Rachel storms up to Kurt in the hallway and she goes, Sam is cute, but he's not worth losing Blaine over. And Kurt goes, oh, how I've missed your insanity. There is something so specific and I'm not sure what the right word to use is, but there's something so specific about the Kurt Rachel dynamic. Where it's it's like, like, it's not like a yin and yang thing because they're too similar in too many ways. But like, it's like a a evil dark side, nobody gets me like you do. Yeah. To quote Heathers, it's so very. And Rachel has noticed Sam is wearing one of Kurt's jackets because she remembered it was his Earth Day jacket made out of recycled hemp. And also it clearly doesn't fit Sam. Like it's supposed to be a pea coat that is like maybe mid thigh length and it like barely fits on Sam's shoulders. And she's like, oh, well, you know, when Finn and I used to date, I used to like wear his Letterman jacket uh, to school whenever uh, he left it at my house. So like, this is obviously really suspicious. And Kurt's like, no, no, I'm not even like entertaining the thought. Don't bring this up again. They really buried the lead on this until you know what the answer actually is. And then it's like, this is so fucking obvious. 
yeah it's I actually think this plot is like really well done I'll talk about it like later when it's revealed but like I actually really enjoy how they did this and I'm like okay good writing on Glee snaps (laughs) and then I, I think Finn comes up then and is like you know it's really suspicious how Quinn was so certain about Sam not being gay and um he's he says like oh the problem with dating Quinn besides the mood swings is that she's so protective about her feelings and I do want to say Finn maybe she was having mood swings because she was fucking pregnant last time you dated just a thought yeah um and as they are staking out again we see at the motel Quinn leave with Sam or or exit the motel and say goodbye to Sam and we don't get a cover of Fleetwood Mac's The Chain this episode but it's like playing in the background and it's you don't love me now it's very dramatic so we go from there to a scene with Brittany um in Will's office she's gonna ask him some questions for the muckraker and she says like oh well, on my fondue for two show, everyone says I'm too gossipy. So I'm joining the school newspaper to like learn about real journalism. So first question, boxers or briefs? And Will is immediately like, these are not real questions. I can't answer these. She asks, how many students have you had affairs with? And he goes, um, there's a rumor about that. And she goes, well, there probably will be since you didn't answer the question. Well, the reason IMDb gives for putting in the rumor about having an affair with students is because Leah Michelle and Matthew Morrison, because they dated before Glee started, as I think we've gotten into before. Yeah, I guess that was just one of those opportunities where they kind of reference something in real life. It's weird. I don't like thinking about how they dated. And we cut to, uh, I guess, a scene with the newspaper club led by Sue Sylvester, where she has Jacob squeeze a tube of toothpaste into his hand and then says put it back in and he goes well I can't and then Azimio slaps his hand into his face which is so iconic I've I want bad things to happen to Jacob Ben Israel every single episode Sue's writing is either fantastic or awful I think this is fantastic I love everything that Sue does she also has a little fight with uh, Will here where she's like I heard you're going to leave us for April Rhodes' show on Broadway. And um, they say those who can't teach. But also, this is I'm off topic. However, um, if you want to support uh, teachers, there is currently a strike going on in the Canadian province of Ontario. I feel very strongly about this because I was almost a teacher. Support workers' rights. This is a pro workers' rights podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if there's maybe links or something that we can put in the description. Anyway, she's, you know, making fun of him for uh, potentially leaving the Glee Club for good. And we cut to um, Quinn in the hallway. Becky's passing out the muckrakers. And Finn comes up to confront her about how, uh, first of all, he saw her leave the motel with Sam. But then Quinn is like, well, the muckraker says that you and Rachel were seen hanging out. And he's like, well, we were on a stakeout. And she goes, what were you doing on the stakeout? And he goes, staking out. That's what you do on a stakeout. Here's um, my thing. I definitely, like, does Finn have room to be suspicious? I, 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 trust issues, whatever. Yeah. 
I feel like Quinn, if anyone here has the right to be suspicious, God, it's Quinn. Like, yes and no. I definitely think she has reason to believe that Sam, that Rachel wants to break them up. Like, Rachel absolutely wants to do this yeah. duet with Finn so badly because she wants time to spend with Finn. And we cut, and, you know, this exchange ends where she just very bitterly says, like, I guess we have to learn how to trust each other. And I guess I know what song we'll be singing this week. And we cut to them singing I Don't Want to Know in Glee Club, which is a decent cover. It's fine. However, you can tell they're trying their best to, like, evoke the same energy as watching Fleetwood Mac perform does, that weird, like... However, like, literally nothing can. Like, I'm not even faulting Glee on this one for being bad or anything. It's just that they shot for the moon. Yeah. Like, they're trying so hard... They're trying so hard to elicit that, like, mom and dad are fighting in the kitchen energy that watching Fleetwood Mac perform the chain elicits, but they just can't quite get there. And it's not their fault because Diana is acting her ass off here. Like they're giving their all. It's just that like, you're all, I don't care who you are. Your all is not going to be as good as Fleetwood Mac. Well, and that's because Fleetwood Mac like had real experiences with these songs too. And unfortunately this is Glee. Um, of course, everyone notices with this song that, you know, they're singing this kind of like love song, love hate song to each other and clearly seem very mad at each other. And so everyone in the Glee Club is like, huh, this was kind of awkward. And Rachel says, I prefer Quinn's duet performance of Lucky with Sam better. And since you and Sam have gotten really close lately, maybe you should do duets more often. This was better than Lucky. Oh, this was so much better than Lucky. It's an absolute crime that Lucky won the duets contest. Lucky is aggressively mid. And then this, of course, starts like um, another whole hubbub in the Glee Club where, where Quinn is like, hey, I know what you're doing. You're trying to tear me and Finn apart. And she says, you know, I want to trust you, Finn, but I don't want... Finn and Rachel singing any more duets together. And we cut into this stupid, stupid, stupid performance of a song written by April Rhodes called Nice to Meet You, Have I Slept With You, which I don't even want to acknowledge as part of the episode because I all just it want is. To move past it and move on. All it is is a chance for April Rhodes to hit a high note, and that's fine. It's as though Christian like, Chenoweth. I get is, it. You're paying Christian Chenoweth. You want to have her hit the high note. But, yeah. like, what if you did it not with this one? Yeah, that's fine. I guess they couldn't shoehorn a high note into dreams. So it's here. Anyway, we see Emma watching them from the, uh, from the rafters. And, like, she's having some sort of realization. And we cut. And we see that Brittany is waiting alone in her room, ready to film fondue for two. But Santana has not shown up. So uh, she instead just films with her cat. We cut back to the teacher's lounge where Will comments that Emma is eating like an entire thing of grapes, which wild that she's bringing an entire container of grapes for her lunch every single day. I just noticed that she eats so many grapes. Listen, I get this one. I actually, I do. I love grapes. 
listen, I'll destroy a thing of grapes. I just wonder how Emma is affording this many grapes on a teacher's salary. That's true. It's giving, like, I need six eggs, it's too expensive. And then Gaston being like, I every day I eat four dozen eggs. <laughs> the inflation on grapes in Lima, Ohio is insane because Emma keeps eating them. Supply and joining the war of supply and demand on the side of demand. <laughs> anyway, um, she also says here, or like Will makes a comment on like how she's able to eat all these grapes. And she's like, oh, I'm at the point now where I can, like, I don't even have to spend all my time cleaning them. I just let the water runs, rinse over them for 30 minutes and then I'm fine. And so it's like, okay, great. Progress has been made now that she's like medicated and going to therapy. Good update on Emma. And then they end up talking about how like Will might be, you know, leaving the school to go to Broadway and Emma like really wants him to do it. Like she's very much encouraging him, but Will's like, no, I can't do that for the kids. And we're about to go to nationals. So like, this is a really important time for them. We cut to... A scene in the Glee Club where Rachel gets up and she's like, I need to do my own reinterpretation of a Fleetwood Mac song. And she wants to perform Go Your Own Way, traditionally sung by a man. But today, Rachel Berry's going to put her own feminine twist on it. And that feminine twist is just a slightly different key. Right? Like, what do you mean you feminine me twist? So mad. I like what I hate about this. This is probably the song that I hate to love the most because I actually think Leah Michelle does a really good job with it but it's like this weird bitter backstabbing like Quinn immediately calls it out and is like you're just trying to make yourself look better why did you literally why did you choose this love song to sing to directly to Finn this is so hypocritical um and Rachel is then like well you're cheating on Finn and Quinn goes, there's nothing going on. And I, I think it's right. It's Santana who goes, you know what? I just blame Sam for all of this. And like it, which I understand the impulse at the time. But like, again, once we know where this storyline is going, that's just shitty. Yeah. Well, and it immediately like it escalates and ex- escalates and everyone's arguing and Sam immediately blows up and is like, guys, stop it. They're just helping me. Kurt was bringing me clothes and Quinn was helping me babysit my brother and sister. We live in a motel now because my dad lost his job months ago and we had to lose our house. So now the truth's finally out and there's like silence across the glee club because it's like, oh, that probably was deeply obvious if everyone in the glee club had A, just trusted each other a little bit more and B, didn't have such a tempestuous history of cheating on each other every chance they get genuinely genuinely go into uh, a little meeting with terry april and sue in sue's office where they're drinking margaritas made with uh protein powder and placenta where did sue sylvester get placenta i don't want to know i genuinely like i don't know and i don't want to to quote fleetwood mac i don't want to know anyway um you know they're of course, encouraging Will to leave the school and go on tour to New York. 
And and April's like, oh, no, no, he was just helping me out. He's not going to leave the kids. But of course, Sue's like, no, get Will to leave the school. And they're going to start this rumor that Will Schuster is leaving McKinley so that it kind of like motivates him to leave more because that way, like he's not going to do, he's not going to have to break the news to the kids himself. He'll already have the rumor out there. They call it yellow journalism, which is one of my least favorite practices. I mean, again, if this episode was released today, they would call it fake news. Yeah. Alternative facts. Yeah, exactly. Um, We cut to um, Finn and Rachel visiting Sam at the motel. And, you know, he invites them in and, you know, explains everything that we own is like kept in this room now everything else is just like kept in my dad's car and my parents are out most of the day because they have to look around for jobs they're really like pounding the pavement which we all know is like one of the most as someone who's in the midst of job searching right now it is completely soul-sucking hate it especially i mean this is 2011 we're barely coming out of a recession right now still in a recession like very heartbreaking i actually think this is of all the subjects that glee attempts to handle over the course of the show this handling of like losing money losing jobs losing a house and confronting like poverty is perhaps one of the better ways they've handled things on the show it will soon turn south because then in season three we find out that sam becomes an underage stripper but at least for this episode, I actually think I it's it's rather well done. Yeah. Yeah. And the way they've handled it. And I I always try to think about, like, how did people watching this back in 2011 react to this? Or like if a teenager was watching this, what would the message that they get from it be? And I yeah. think this is a really interesting lesson of like, don't always assume what your friends are going through. And like poverty might be closer to you than you imagine absolutely yeah um and so they've brought over some clothes and they tell sam that uh even though he had to sell his guitar for money when they were like losing the house the whole glee club i guess pulled together some money and bought his guitar back from like the pawn shop or wherever it was which genuinely made me tear up a little bit in real life um and, you know, Sam's like, well, you know, Kurt was helping me out with you with the clothes stuff and Quinn and I go to the same church. So it was really hard to hide. Um, and they give him this guitar back. It's really beautiful. Sam and his uh, his little brother and sister are like all coming together over the music. Before we get to the final song of the episode, there's a short exchange where. You know, obviously, Brittany's upset because Santana didn't come to the fondue for two show with her. And Jacob and Israel is interviewing Santana in the hallway and is and is asking her about the rumor that she's gay. And she goes, no, Dave and I are still going strong and we're campaigning for prom king and queen. And he goes, oh, you two are in love. You two are soulmates. And she is not a convincing liar at all. But she goes, yeah, I'd say that was accurate. And it's like, OK. So. Santana's gonna have to say the story you're sticking with baby girl yeah all right baby girl 
and and that's perfectly fine. And it's perfectly fine to stay in the closet until you feel comfortable to come out and tell people about it. It's no one's business, but your own. Anyway, uh, there's a short exchange where um, Will tells everyone in the Glee Club, like, no, don't listen to the rumors. I'm not leaving to sing on Broadway. And, you know, I have a lot of dreams, but my top one is taking you guys to nationals. So they're all going to go to nationals together and they're going to win. And then Sam comes in with his little brother and sister and is like, hey, I wanted to get these guys out of the motel for a while. And I have to question what time of day it is where Sam was able to leave school to go pick up his little brother and sister from the motel. Also, shouldn't his little brother and sister be in school? Yeah, like they're both maybe elementary school age. They definitely should be in school. And, and if they're not, like that's going to be another huge issue for this handle, for this family that's handling poverty right now if their kids can't go to school. And then they just like don't address that. And then they start singing Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac, which is a lovely end to the episode. This whole thing thing is just like where to start with this like I of all the times that Glee has kind of shoehorned in a song because they're like we just need a group number to end the episode I do think this is at least thematically appropriate where everyone's kind of like letting go of their grievances with each other and they're like don't stop thinking about tomorrow and everything's going to be great but also things definitely are not going to be great with Sam for a while Sam is very much still dealing with one of the most difficult things a person can experience in life. And, like, even getting into the stupid, like, muckraker storyline, like, it is 2011. It is, this should be a website. Also, like, canonically, Jacob Ben Israel has a gossip blog for the school already. Yeah, and also now Brittany canonically has her fondue for two show, which is apparently a gossip, like, YouTube vlog show. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, best song of the episode, I think, is Dreams or, unfortunately, Go Your Own Way. But I'm going to go with Dreams. I think that I will agree with you on that because it is just... Like, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac is a difficult song to make bad. Yeah, all of these songs are difficult to make bad. I feel like they would have had to really, really try to make these covers bad worst song like i this might be an episode where there is no worst song the song I that i feel that. applies the least to the situation is never going back again because that definitely should have been a song given to britney instead of Artie. agree agree um because it oh. had, it's not like fucking it's not the same sort of situation where it's like mike should have sung this thing but they gave it to tina because like at this point they hadn't really had mike singing like Brittany had sung on the show before like so yeah. many times or at the most it could have been a duet you know if you really really i mean because kevin McHale does a good job with it so if they just really wanted kevin McHale to do it then like fine make it a duet yeah anyway i'm oh wait i'm sorry the worst song this episode is nice to meet you have i slept with you true but i wasn't counting that because it wasn't officially released right and um, Will Schuster has done very little this episode. I frankly thought about him perhaps the least. Um, I actually do kind of like his plot in the season finale where they do end up going to New York, but that's going to hold off for a little bit more because we've got a couple episodes. So now for our final segment, 
And here's what you didn't miss on Glee, where we scroll through our Spotify's and pick a song that Glee did not do, but we will tell you how Glee would have done them. Would you like, I guess the theme for this episode is like, rumor is rumors is like starting gossip i don't love you by my chemical romance Ooh. um okay you know what i want this to be what in an ideal world this is darren chris singing it after a clean breakup yeah but i don't want clean to break up I mean, obviously, obviously, I don't want Clean to break up. However, canonically, they do, like several times. So yes, you're right. I, I considering that Blaine gets the most solos on the show after Rachel. I think it's very plausible that they would just give it to Blaine, shoehorn in another breakup, and be like, "This is the plot." I feel like this could be a good opportunity for Tina to get a more like rock and roll true moment because Tina, you know, criminally does not get enough opportunities to do like her goth emo stuff. That said, you know, there is not nearly enough development for her relationship with Mike for them to do this song. Unfortunate, but true again. So what by Pink. how this would go but i do really want to hear amber riley's rendition of this song oh that would be phenomenal Ooh, mercedes jones tina cohen chang duet very yes. good i don't want to think about the storyline actually storyline could be um uh it could be like mercedes sam breakup i don't even need it to be a breakup i just want it to be a girl power song where they're like we don't need anyone else we're awesome true true yeah that's all that's all they need. And actually speaking of songs that are just thrown in there for no reason, next episode is called Prom Queen where canonically the Glee Club provides all of the music to their school's prom. God almighty. Is that the is is next episode the episode we get I'm not going to teach your boyfriend how to dance? Yes. Then I forgive everything. That is our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at SingSationsPod. That is S-I-N-G-S-A-T-I-O-N-S-P-O-D. You can leave reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and I don't know what other apps people use to listen to podcasts, but if you can leave a review there, that would be great. And also vote in our Spotify polls. That's true. I love... Me and Olive genuinely like a day or two after the episodes come out, we're like, so what are the polls saying? Yeah. Are the polls right love, or wrong? We do love hearing your opinions and telling you if you're wrong on your opinions. Okay, bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs>